Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Let them know we're on. Time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that mobile app. Listen on the smart speaker. And the 10 o'clock hour of the show, sponsored by the Haug Baron Law Group. Hey, if you need to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. And we are live at TPC Sugarloaf in Duluth. And getting you ready uh, for a busy week here as we got the Champions Tour event, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. will take place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Stewart Sink Pro-Am going on today. That gets underway at noon, so golfers are now arriving. And expecting uh, my fave on the Champions Tour, Billy Andre will be with us at 1045 this morning so stick around for that as billy gets ready to be the co-host of this fine event it seems like anyway hanging out with road dog gillespie which is fun we are talking about the draft prior to coming on the show road dog very proud of those bulldogs setting a new nfl draft record that we'll talk about coming up in the bulldog roundtable Hope your weekend went well. Hope it went better than mine. We're going through a rough patch here, but what do they say? Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Yeah, we're putting our arms around that. But uh, that said, what do you say, Nernie? Let's get the job. Let's get the job underway here today. Bucks big take. Yeah, the big take today. All right, the Buck Blue Show Falcons draft grade. An F, as in fail. A big receiver at eight. Are you kidding? Didn't we take last year at four a big receiver? And our quarterback, who happened to be one of the smartest in the league, was getting sacked 40 times a season. Over the last four years. Offensive tackle Charles Cross was the obvious pick at eight. But apparently, new GM, same old story. Pass on the SEC brothers and go with the West Coast group of five no-name guys. By the way, the Buck Belusha would have drafted six straight SEC players. In this draft, that's right, six straight SEC players, and make a note of this, four of those six would have been linemen. Now, the experts in the Falcons personnel department, they they drafted one defensive lineman and one offensive lineman. And we've got to have the worst line of scrimmage in the National Football League. I give the Falcons a draft grade of F. I don't need to wait four years to hand out a grade. I don't need to see if these guys develop. 
F as in fail for my team. These guys drafted a quarterback that can't beat out Felipe Franks. They took the BYU back and passed on Alabama's Robinson, Georgia's Zeus, A&M Spiller, Cincinnati's Ford, and Notre Dame's Kyron Williams. You can't make this stuff up. Troy Anderson and D'Angelo Malone over N'Kobe Dean? Are you kidding me? Schaefer over Sawyer. A little perplexing. Would somebody please call the Falcons and tell them they're not playing in a seven-on-seven league? In the NFL, you actually have to win up front to turn loose these skilled position players. That's right. I give the Falcons an F. And there's my big take. 404-231-1680, the number. I'd love to hear from you today. By the way, I want to thank Carlos Medina for filling in on Friday as I was out. I appreciate that very much. Listen to the show on the way out of town. And right now I want you to listen to Terry Fontenot, the Falcons general manager. He was asked if with that eighth pick of the first round where they passed on Charles Cross, one of the elite uh, three offensive tackles in this draft. They asked Fontenot if he went best available player like he said that's his philosophy, or did he go need at eight? Attacked the board, and, and, and he's the best player on the board. And we're excited to take him off. Uh, obviously, if a defensive player would have been there that was the best player, we would have took him. But Drake was the best player, and we're excited about him. Didn't Drake at the Combine, didn't he pass on running the 40? Now, look, you know, we had Mord on last week, and we spoke about how that 40-yard dash thing, it, it really doesn't add up to much. Unless, in my opinion, you're playing the position of wide receiver or running back. Don't you want to know what the guy can do out in open space? Especially if you're taking him with a top-10 pick. And Drake London, uh, back to he passed on running the 40. What's he hiding? So, uh, look, at, you know, my job here as a, a sports radio talk show host is to come with an opinion. And I'm not playing any games. I'm a Falcons fan, always have been. Guess I always will be. I'm coming with my opinion today. And that's a great of F. You know, just to look at, uh, just went back through, still can't get over we passed on Charles Cross. And I would imagine you're going to have the Falcons at some point, uh, they'll be asked about this. And Cross, by the way, went the very next pick at number nine to the Seahawks. He will be a day one starter. He's a polished pass protector at offensive tackle. The best of the three elite offensive tackles coming into the draft as far as pass protection goes. And I would imagine at some point the Falcons may be asked about this. And they will come with the take that, well, he's, he's not a really good fit with us because he's a better fit with a heavy zone running team, not us. We're a power running team.
So they will probably explain that off with that. But he's going to start day one at left tackle for Seattle. And I would have taken him at eight. And you say, well, we got Matthews. Well, you know, at this point, you kick Matthews over to right tackle. And you say, deal with it. Say, well, you know, but we're paying him to be a left tackle. Again, you're giving up over 40 sacks a season. Deal with it. Protect the quarterback. So I'm a little thrown by that, passing on him. Uh, The Falcons' luck, uh, Evan Neal, the big Alabama offensive tackle, came off the board at at 7. So he was not there when the Falcons selected. But hearing Fontenot, I'm just going to say that the Falcons were going to pass on Evan Neal also and take the big receiver that was afraid to run the 40-yard dash for the personnel people. So really disappointed with that first-round pick. I would have not hesitated. I would have run the pick of Charles Cross up to the podium and have been, I would have been thrilled with that. Uh, second round, uh, Falcons had two second-round picks. They took the uh, defensive end, the edge rusher, out of Temple, Penn State. He went to both of those places. And they took Troy Anderson, the inside linebacker at Montana State. Uh, He was the the really fast linebacker. Let me see. I went through what what I would have done. Second-round pick. I would have passed on the Temple edge rusher that played at at, uh, Penn State because he's a one-dimensional player. And when when you read and when you look at him play the game and when you read a scouting report, Uh, You see where, you know, they talk about that he's got some upside as an edge rusher, and certainly the Falcons need some of that. I mean, we're the worst pass rushing team in the league last season. So I'm not saying you don't need to address the edge rusher spot, but do you go with this guy? I know I wouldn't because he's terrible against the run. So he's a situational player. Second-round pick, I want an all-around player, a guy that can play the run, and rush the passer. At that spot, I would have probably taken the Alabama defensive tackle, Mathis. He went a little bit later in the second round, uh, 47. I think he went to Washington. Uh, If you like the measurables, he had long arms, powerful hands. You hear some of this in the draft vernacular. he, uh, He faced that tough competition every single day at Alabama and in the SEC. So I would have gone Mathis, defensive tackle with that first, second round pick. And I uh, I also would have passed on this Montana State inside linebacker, former quarterback. You know, I saw somebody on social media today uh, talking about how the Falcons and Arthur said they might have an offensive package for this guy. Are you kidding me? Now, Anderson, he's got some upside as far as pass coverage goes, which plays in this league because everybody's throwing the ball, you know, 40-plus times a game. So, look, I'm not saying he, he can't play in the National Football League. He could play as a uh, nickel linebacker. He comes in. He helps with coverage. But I'm passing on him, too. 
So I would have taken Mathis with that second-round pick defensive tackle. So I would have gone cross at offensive tackle, Mathis at defensive tackle. And then I would have moved up just a couple of spots, and I would have taken Sam Williams out of Ole Miss, a defensive end that plays the run tough. He sets the edge. He can rush the quarterback. And, again, he's an SEC player. Falcons take Ritter in the third round probably one of the only teams in the league that would have taken Desmond Ritter with a third-round pick. I give that pick an F. We had Mordon recently, and he was giving us insight that most of the NFL teams out there looked at Ritter as a guy that would, would be a wasted pick, would not make it in the league. So I think I would have gone to Kobe Dean there. He was still on the board. There's the inside linebacker I would have taken. And go ahead and call me a Georgia homer. I'm ready for that. Falcons had a second third-round pick, and they took an outside linebacker. What was it? Western Kentucky. Uh, D'Angelo Malone. You know, with that pick, I'm taking a running back, Brian Robinson Jr., out of Alabama. Then the fifth-round pick. Falcons take the running back out of BYU, uh, big back, something Arthur Smith covets, uh, good in pass protection. That that plays well in the NFL. But you pass on Robinson, Zamir White, Isaiah Spiller, Jerome Ford, Kyron Williams. Just hard to believe. I'm taking Jamari Sawyer with that fifth-round pick. So the Buck Belus show, first three picks would have been linemen, offensive tackle and two defensive linemen. And I'm looking at maybe adding four or five starters. And, you know, I'm sure there's some people saying, well, Blue, what do you know? Well, I think I know football. I don't know lacrosse or soccer. I can't say I know that very well. But I give the Falcons an F in what they did. Let's hear from Coach Smith talking about Ritter. I'm not going to sit here and speculate about some kind of the fit a narrative of some kind of quarterback controversy or give you our plan of development. We'll see what it looks like when it gets here. Like I said, with all of our guys, we'll see. we got a long way to go until September, so I'm not going to sit up here and speculate right now. But do you feel like you need to see what it looks like in a game as you think about your long-term quarterback play? We'll see how it works out. 404-231-1680, the phone number. Time for the Buck Blue Show headline. And we are live at the Champions Tour event, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic at TPC Sugarloaf here in Duluth. Tournament gets underway on Friday. Today we got the Stewart Sink Pro-Am. That will tee off at noon today. Billy Andrade will join me here in just a moment. He's my fave out here on the Champions Tour, and looking forward to having Billy on coming up at 1045. Tickets, you get a single-day gallery pass for just 20 bucks. You want to come out here for one day, $20 to walk the rough and see the uh, finest uh, Champions Tour players in the uh, world today play here at TBC Sugarloaf. Uh, 20 bucks, man, that seems like quite a bargain. But uh, I want to invite you to come on by and check out the tournament coming up later this week. You, you'd love it. I'm just telling you. All right, coming up next, we'll chop it up with the Bravos. Got a big series getting underway tonight. Looking forward to that and talk about these Bulldog players that set a new record. Go dogs! This is the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Blue Show on Atlanta Sports Station, the fans. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Stadium 93.7, we're live at TPC Sugarloaf today. In Duluth, I've got one of these golf outfits on today. Road Dog, you didn't wear the golf outfit. He's got the 680 t-shirt on. Normally, you get run out of here at a place like this wearing a t-shirt. I guess as long as it has 680 the fan on it, though, you're okay. Got the golfer showing up for the Stewart Sink Pro-Am, which gets underway at noon. Billy Andre is going to join me in a moment. We'll talk about what's going on here on the Champions Tour. How many people around the country, you think, uh, grown men that are telling people that their game's so good, they're going to go out and play on the Champions Tour one day? (laughs) I've heard that 10,000 times, and I don't know anybody that has qualified for the Champions Tour yet. Love watching these guys play, though. Nerney, uh, back at the house at 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlanta. Nerney, you ready to chop it up? Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. All right, the Braves out of Texas now. They're in the Big Apple getting ready to take on the New York Mets. They were busy at midnight last night playing on that Sunday night game. Uh, Braves 10 and 12. And we've got the rotation set up for this series. Freed get the rock tonight in game one, 7-10 first pitch. Got Charlie Morton going in game two. That's a 3-10 game tomorrow. And then 1-10 on Wednesday, Ian Anderson set to get the start for the Braves. So Freed, Morton, and Anderson, 1-2-3 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I know you're probably a little bit frustrated with the Bravos, and so is Ozzie Albies. He's trying to uh, get this team coached up. Did you see him getting on Ozuna down in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, whatever they call Arlington, whatever they call it down there. Bad base running out of Ozuna, and Albies calling him out, man. I'll tell you what, I, I've been waiting to see with Freeman gone now, who's going to take over as one of the leaders or the leader of this Braves baseball team, and I think it's Ozzie Albies. You know, known as the fun-loving guy, yeah, the guy that laughs and has fun. No, no, no. He's cracking down with Freeman gone. He's picked up some of that leadership. Come on, Ozuna. Need some better base running than what you're giving us. No wonder the Braves have only won one series out of seven so far this season. We're 1-4-2 and two right now coming into the Mets series. And part of the problem offensively, we've we've had too many of the middle of the lineup guys have gone cold at the same time. Uh, Olson, two for his last 23. He's gone 48 at bats without a home run. You got Ozuna, 20 at bats without an extra base hit. Even Ozzy's struggling right now for his last 14. 
Duvall has been scuffling. Five for his last 38. All middle of the lineup, guys. All going cold right now. Need to get that turned around, man. We, we got to show the Mets what the deal is here in this three-game series. The first-place Mets is what I keep hearing. Kyle Muller yesterday got his ninth career start and didn't get out of the third inning. So he goes two and two-thirds, and he walks six guys, six and two and two-thirds innings. And I would hope for Kyle Muller the lesson learned would be you can't survive at any level, especially in the show, walking six guys in less than three innings. And he got he got, had his butt sent back to Triple A Gwinnett with the stripers. And this is one of the knocks on him coming up through the Braves minor league system. Much like Sean Newcomb, trouble throwing strikes. Let's hear from Snit after the game last night talking about Muller. Nothing seemed to go his way. I mean, but still, you have to pitch around adversity, and I'm sure he's already watched the game replay. And, and again, hey man, these are young, young guys with stuff, and he's come a long way. We're going to need him. You know, at, at some point, I told him, we're going to need you for a run at some point. But I, I see, you know, improvement over last year, even. So, you know, you kind of you look for positives and things like this because, like I say, they, that young man's going to need to help us out. Yeah, I was blessed that Big Ben Ballou is my Little League baseball coach, and as a nine-year-old, one of the first games I pitched, I had walked the bases loaded. Big Ben called timeout and slowly walked out to the pitcher's mound, and he looked me in the eye and he said, Son, how many guys are behind you? And without having to look, I said seven. And he said, Well, throw it over the plate. They might hit it to one of them. Big Ben turned and walked back to the dugout, and the lesson was learned. Throw the ball over the plate. Got seven defenders behind you. Give them a chance to make a play. Six walks and two and two-thirds. Man, that is, that's worthy of being, being uh, sent back down to Triple A Gwinnett. Muller said he felt fine. I guess that's that's the the key question because I felt mechanically I was fine. There was obviously when it was getting away from me, I feel like I was trying to do a little too much. But for the most part, I had some good sliders that were in the strike zone. Second inning, I was bouncing them. The third inning, I was like I told Contreras, I was like I'm gonna try to aim a little higher, and that helped. You know, it was just a matter of being able to diagnose that on the spot and and raise your sights or whatever it may be. Throw it over the plate, kid. All right, Braves and Mets, three-game series underway tonight. Really uh, looking forward to seeing the series. Hopefully the Braves will start scoring some runs and some of these cold bats will heat up. Come on, Acuna. 0 for 4 yesterday with three strikeouts in the game. Need him back providing some energy up top. The Mets, uh, right now Lindor and Alonzo leading the Mets with four home runs apiece. When they're not getting hit, they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark. So beware of those two guys. And let's beat the Mets. I would sing the song. I just don't feel like singing today. And there you go. That's us chopping it up for you. Braves and Mets. Beat the Mets. Step right up, Braves, and hopefully beat the Mets. Got uh, Andre coming up at 1045. So what do you say we do the Bulldog Roundtable early? 
is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Time to brag on the dogs. Easy to do on this post-draft Monday. UGA broke the modern-day NFL draft record with 15 Bulldog players getting drafted past uh, Ohio State and LSU, who held the old record of 14. 15 dogs drafted. Hey, no wonder they won the national championship. Had all that talent. How about the first round, too? Bulldogs with five defensive players selected in round one, you had Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, and Lewis Seen. Five of them drafted in the first round of the draft, uh, including the first player drafted in the draft, Trayvon Walker, man. Trayvon Walker. And you look at what, what that means for him financially. You're, you're talking about uh, generational wealth here. You know, we got Trayvon. He's going to sign a four-year contract somewhere around $37 million total with a signing bonus of $25 million for being the number one pick in the draft. Happy for Trayvon from Thomaston, Georgia. A lot of Bulldogs like Mike Cavan coming out of there and wishing him the very best down in Jacksonville with the Jaguars. Let's hear from Trayvon talking about prior to the draft, he thought that this had a chance of happening. I kind of had a good idea right right as I was about to get ready to leave my visit, my top 30 visit for the for the Jacks. Uh, it was just something special between me, the bond between me and the coaches and G, GM where I felt like everything went well. So that's when I was really feeling it. Great stuff. All right, a couple of thoughts uh, from, from uh, me right now. A couple of thoughts. One is... Go ahead and expect to see some drop-off with the Georgia defense in 2022. You got five guys going in the first round. So there's going to be some drop-off in the upcoming season. So go ahead and expect that. And then a uh, second thought is, don't you know that Kirby Smart and the coaches on this coaching staff at Georgia are totally going to sell this out on the recruiting trail. They will benefit from all these guys going in the first round, all these guys, 15 of them getting drafted in the uh, draft, setting a new modern-day record, five defensive players going in round one, including the number one pick. I mean, this gets the five-star players' attention at the high school level. When you, Now you'll have this year during this cycle, the Georgia coaches show up on campus or maybe in that in-home visit, and they sit down and talk about all the players that the Georgia program is sending into the NFL. As far as the 2022 season goes and the drop-off on the defensive side of the ball, I wouldn't be too worried about that because Georgia offensively looks like they could be one of the top offenses in college football 
in the upcoming season. You got Monken, who's got an outstanding scheme. You got Stetson Bennett's going to give you top 10 quarterback play. You got a running back position spot that looks better than it did a year ago. You got at least 10 to 12 playmakers for Stetson to get the ball to that can make big things happen. Solid offensive line as far as the starters go. This offense should be able to pick up the slack this coming season for the Georgia Bulldogs. And there's the uh, Bulldog Roundtable today. I tell you what, uh, we're going to get out a little early, Nern. we got Billy Andre expected to join us here coming up in a few moments. It's the Buck Blue Show live at uh, TPC Sugarloaf today. This is Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7. <laughs> Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Sports Station, the fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, we're live at TPC Sugarloaf in Duluth. Getting ready for the Champions Tour event, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic. Get your tickets at MitsubishiElectricClassic.com. And let's bring on the uh, co-host of the tournament, Billy Andre, joins us <laughs> live here at the table as we uh, sit out on the front steps of the, the, the clubhouse here. Billy, great to, to have you on the show, man. Thanks, Buck. It's nice to be uh, back here in Atlanta. Um, exciting week with this tournament, uh, Mitsubishi Electric um, at Sugarloaf. It's uh, a wonderful thing that the Champions Tour did move this tournament one month from April to May, the golf course is just, um, you know, it's just spectacular this time of year. So uh, all the players are real excited about playing here and and uh, getting the ball rolling. I believe last year, what do we see? Uh, last year, 11 under won the event. Uh, you think it's, it's going to be somewhere around that? Yeah, I would think so, depending on the weather. You know, uh, weather dictates everything. Um, you know, last year the greens were switched over. So last year was the first year we played all, you know, the, the normal 18. We didn't go over across the street and play that nine. So with this new champion Bermuda they have, it's different than the, um, you know, than the bent greens. And that makes a big difference with uh, scoring, you know, chipping, getting the ball close to the hole. You know, when you have soft greens, it's not as hard. Now all of a sudden you get this champion Bermuda that's really firm. It's tough to get the ball close to the hole. And, um, you know, scores dictate that. So, yeah, I would say, you know, if you can get the double-digit TPC Sugarloaf, you have a chance to win. How's your game right now? What, what 74, 71, 69 in uh, Texas? Yeah, I didn't putt uh, well enough. You know, um, you got to make some putts. You got to get the ball rolling. You got to get the... You know, get the a little momentum, and I uh, I didn't didn't have it the first day. Uh, got a little better on the weekend. I hit the ball well. I just didn't get a, didn't make enough birdies. But um, the week before in Dallas, I finished fifth. Um, I had a good week there. So um, my game's sharp. It's just um, 
a matter of just making a few putts and getting in the mix. Um, and I've, I've had some great finishes here, almost won here a few times. So um, I'm really looking forward to this week. As a member of the Champions Tour, what's your philosophy on scheduling? I mean, how often, how many tournaments will you play in a row before you decide, you know what, need to take a little breather here? Well, Buck, the, the cool thing about our Champions Tour, we don't play more than four tournaments in a row. And uh, right now is our, there's really, I'm not saying the start of the season, but we play, you know, one tournament in January. We played, we played three in um in the end of February into March, so we had a month off. Then we had three weeks off, you know, after the Masters, and then all of a sudden now we're in a we're in a situation where we play in four in a row, have a week off, then we're going to play four more in a row. So now with the summer, with the with the weather getting better, you know, our problem is that the our first quarter of the season we don't have enough destination uh, sponsors that would go to to warm climates, you know, so. Well, we we have no problem once you know April May hit. You know now we can go to we can go to places where the weather gets warmer, and now all of a sudden we have a lot of tournaments. So all the guys play. You know we have 26 total. We um, in Morocco was canceled this year, so now we're down to 25. Most of the guys play every week. You know we have uh, we don't have a problem with our stars not playing. So it's uh, different than the PGA Tour. The you know, PGA Tour, you feel like you have to play. Well, I always did feel like I had to play a lot, um, and there was no weeks off. So when you took a week off or you took a couple weeks off, uh, when you came back, you felt like you were behind the eight ball a little bit because guys are just blowing by you on the money list, and I don't want somebody else taking my job. So it was tough on the PGA Tour to bat, have that balancing act uh, year in and year out. But out here, you know, uh, all the guys just love playing, and, and we just love coming to the places like like TPC Sugarloaf and, and putting on a little show and and uh, and having fun. You know, we're we're over fifty. You know, this is just uh, this is gravy. This is you know the way I've my attitude being out here. I can't believe it's my ninth year, but to uh, you know be able to. Uh, play golf at a high level and still do it at um, at 58 years old is pretty cool and you know everybody out here seems to have a great time this event seems to get great support i mean look you got 680 the fan doing live shows out here i mean this is big time here uh, the fans here in the south seem to love the champions tour uh, like next week in birmingham seems to be a great event also absolutely a big event it's our first major the uh, region's tradition and um yeah it's uh, we get big crowds there and um you know it's the southeast is great for golf you know and people just love coming out people play everybody plays you know it's it's different and uh uh, some other places we go, and uh, I've I've always enjoyed playing in the southeast and love living here. You're going to play in three pro ams. That's got to set a new record on the Champions Tour this I, week. I huh? played three. I, I played three last week. Um, some guys played four, which is um, which is really crazy. But um, yeah, today is just a fun day for you know Stuart Sinks ho- hosts the event today, and then um, this is my on this. On week, off week, so they call it A B, and this week I'm on A, which means or a B, which means I got to play both programs. So the next uh, tournament, not not uh, next week, it tradition. The, the following week, I I don't know where we're going. It's uh no, it's this the next tournament on our, our our schedule, I think is Des Moines. So we go from senior senior t- to we go from. Um, Regents tradition, we, we have a week off, and then we go to the senior PGA up in Michigan. And then it's uh, Des Moines. And we when we go to Des Moines, I'll only play one pro-am. So. 
So you uh, you head out uh, playing in a, an event, Champions Tour event this year, and you see Stricker on the range and say, there's the guy I got to beat right now? Well, you know, I saw him last week. I didn't even know he was in the in the event. And all of a sudden, he and his wife drove drove down with a on a golf cart to the back of the range. And I gave, went over and gave him a big hug. You know, he was he got real sick last fall. Right. And uh, was was I mean, he's was close to you know not 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 making it and and lost all this weight and he had, he got something he didn't know what it was. He was in the hospital for for months. Uh, so to just to see him back is just great. You know, and he's playing here this week. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he's a world-class player. He's been a world-class player the whole, you know, his whole career. Uh, it's great having our stars out. It's great having guys like Steve play. We need Steve to play more. We need, uh, our top guys to, to be out here every week. You know, Bernhard Langer's been our, our lead for, you know, going on 14, 15 years now. It's amazing. We need a new, we need, we need a new guy to kind of carry our tour, uh, so having Stricker out, Furick out, you know, those, these new guys, Harrington just turned 50. So having these young, young 50 year olds come out and support our tour and play every week is big. And, uh, you know, we just want to see if we can get more popular than the PGA tour. You see John Smoltz out there competing with you this week. How impressive is that? It's awesome. You know, John's great. He's great with, you know, anytime he gets an exemption and plays, he's, great with the media he, he he's um, you know there for us he's promoting our tour here's a baseball player a hall of famer that's coming out and trying to compete you know um i, I give him a lot of credit because it's this isn't easy what we do and uh you know you're putting your reputation on the line you got to shoot a score and everyone's going to see your score you know in the old days you'd look on you know get that newspaper the next morning and see what what did john small shoot what did billy andre shoot what did you know guys shoot and now with the internet you know you can get it right away but um it's out there you know so it's it's kind of you know you gotta you gotta put it on the line and 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 guys like john that do that is is i think um you know i, I have a lot of respect for that all right what'd you think of the falcons draft I really didn't even look at it. Oh, you missed it. I wow. did. I yeah. gave him an F. Did you? Yeah. Well, everyone's giving the Patriots an F, too. So um, <laughs> That Belichick wouldn't know a football player if he saw one. Yeah, right? he doesn't know what he's t- doing. You know, everybody, I just love the way they um, they make such a big deal of the draft now. You know, it's like, you know, it really, you get guys in there, you figure out who can play and who can't, and then, then you go from there. But um, you still a partner with the MLB network? Uh, I'm a partner with MLB. Okay, MLB. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're my hat sponsor. I know it, man. How do you get a good gig like that? You know, pure luck. You know, you just, uh, you know, you, you play in pro ams, you meet people, and you, you you're nice to them, and you never know what could happen. So I met this guy that started MLB.com at the at the East Lake. Um, uh, tour championship when tiger was winning seven and vj was winning five and they needed a few extra guys to play in the pro-am they always called me uh and being a member out at east lake it uh it, it wasn't a long commute so uh i ended up playing with bob bowman who started at mlb.com and it, and it went from there um and now it's turned into mlb so it's been an it's been a great sponsorship i've been with them this is my ninth year i've d- done it my whole time on the champions tour so it's pretty cool a lot of people come up and they i'm a golfer with a baseball hat on like hey what's going on <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's a strike and yeah. it's like you know they're asking me questions like you know how, how are we going to end this thing and i'm like going <laughs> good luck <laughs> so so glad that they ended the strike and um uh, they're playing baseball 
Well, I had a chance to play in the uh, Pro-Am out here a few years ago with, with you. Yes. And it remains it was one of, of my It was one of the highlights of my career. But, you know, <laughs> well, I I'm, don't know about that, but from well, my side, well, for it me, certainly was. You know, I mean, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, um, in Rhode Island, you, you know, think about, you know, great football. You know, you got Brown, you got Holy Cross, you know, you got uh, – Boston College came on, the, came on the scene with with Doug Flutie, but uh, you're a legend down here, you know. So I was really nervous playing with you that day, and you played great. You like you 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 were awesome. I couldn't believe it. I think we won the pro am that day. Yeah, I still have the trophy. Best of luck this week. Thanks, pal. We appreciate you sliding in, seeing us today. Awesome. Great Thanks so much. You. Thanks so much, Billy Andre, hanging out with us. Time for the final word. Want you to order my new book, InsideTheHedges.com, is now out. And you can find that if you're in Athens at the UGA Bookstore or in coming at Universities Forever. We'll have some book signings coming up, Macon, Decatur, Augusta, Valdosta. And want to invite you to check it out. It's an insider's view of playing for, well, one of the topics, Hall of Fame head coach Vince Dooley. Also drop some lessons learned high school and college hope you'll enjoy the book you can find that purchase that at insidethehedges.com it's going to do it for the buck blue show got nick and chris coming up next have a great monday everybody spring is here and baseball is back you can't forget the derby i love the hats do you have yours yet my hat i treated myself to a whole outfit if you want to be able to treat yourself then you should check out the nest savings account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.